Hey, welcome to the After Horror Podcast with me, Paul. Me, Mike. Me, Chris. No, Dan. No, Dan. He, uh... Oh, so we better, like, top front of house um, explain what happens to the last episode. Oh, yeah. Well, they probably won't have even noticed. Well, you're probably wondering, but we didn't hear about what film it would be. Um, so something happened with our recording uh, again. Basically because none of you lot are paying us enough money to uh, buy new recording equipment. So really, it's on you, Hams. Yeah. I don't want to say that. I don't want to be that guy. But it, it is you. Um, yeah, we, we did like a competition that we, we discussed what the next film was going to be. You were going to like win a, whole... a Rolex. Yeah. But that We've had to lost. put it back into the vault. Yeah. yeah. Can't do that now. Do you know what? Thinking about it in the cold light of day, we probably should have spent all of the listeners' money on recording equipment and not a Rolex. Oh, fuck it. But, you know, it's my day with the Rolex, so <laughs> you couldn't have figured this out yesterday. And it is looking as shiny as your head. I, I love it. Was. I thought it's, it was. It's beautiful. If I hold them up together. Oh, I don't know the difference. <laughs> it looks like two eyes gleaming from the darkness. That's really interesting you should say that. It's really interesting you should say that. Um, so the film that we were, we, we were going to watch was a suggestion from me, Pan's Labyrinth. Um, and Dan um, can't do that um, because he can't read, um, which I forgot, and that's why he's he's not here. He'll be listening to this on on a train somewhere. He fucking loves trains. He loves a train. Um, and he's going to be like, "Oh, Mike's really giving at me both barrels." Oh, then he'll punch a child to establish dominance. <laughs> you have a look. Have a look. Like at his Instagram. Pop over and have a look at Dan's Instagram. Is a... It's literally all trains. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, he's a train spotter. <laughs> That's why he works out so much and so hard. Because he's like to really just offset yeah. the fact that he's just a little nerd. He's a massive dweeb. <laughs> with his train numbers and his little notebook. <laughs> he's not even really going anywhere on them. He just sits down the train station. Or it's the 450 from Ealing. He's always been, he's always been a nerd. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we we watched that. But firstly, you're probably going to ask us how we've been. I can't hear you. How how, how have you been? Oh, how have I been? I've been good, mate. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. same old, same old. What have you been up to? Training, Did working, you really go and watch cinema. The Secret Life of Pets 2 yeah. on your own? No, with my wife. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. So, so your Instagram and your wife's Instagram obviously have some sort of time delay. Oh, maybe. Because... I saw you post Secret Lights of Life of Pets 2 at Odeon, and then I saw your wife go, a rare day on my own today. <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, that was probably days uh... apart. Because she went to see... <laughs> what did she go and see? Uh, I don't know. Something that I clearly wasn't that interested in. I went to see Aladdin on my own a couple of days ago. Really? Yeah. How was that? Dull as fuck. Really? Mm. Okay, let me. I mean, I've got to be uh, full disclosure. I've got no vested interest in those old Disney films. What, at none all. Of, there's not. There's not one. Because no. normally everyone's got like a one. Nah, I was not. It wasn't my thing. Well, did your parents not bring you up on it? No, I was watching Aliens and Jaws. Really? Wow. What about you, Chris? Uh, I went. Uh, I went to a gig that I felt like I'd waited half my life. Yeah, for. I see that. You oh, were well I was like a child. Screamed like a banshee. <laughs> I went to see Juliana Hatfield. Right. Uh, it was her first UK gig in like 15 years. Jeez. Yeah, it was fucking mental. Uh, and a really good support act as well called She Makes War, who we met 
as well. Excellent. Get to meet them and... Look, the, she makes well. We all know women don't do anything wrong. <laughs> we all know they're now the supreme beings of the earth. I don't know where that's going, I don't, I, but I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're really cool. They're really good. Uh, other than that, I've been grouting and painting yeah. in the extension. Oh, really I've, been, done. I've been helping a mate out who's a painter decorator because ba- basically both of his apprentices went. We're going to do our own business now. Bye. <laughs> and then left him alone. And I was like, I can help you out on the odd day when I'm not like... Did they actually I... finish their apprenticeship? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's a bit worrying. Like. I don't know. Can um... you, anyone just set up as a painter and decorate? <laughs> I mean, I think I think you can. Just really? set up. Yeah, of course. That's, that seems dodgy. You don't need you don't need anything, do you? Kit, roller, brush. Yeah. You don't, not, need, but... you don't need any, like, qual- you don't need any quals. Um, I, if someone's going to work on my house, I would need to see a, a city and guild sticker on the side of that van. Frankly, that's going to need to be there. What if, what if instead of an S, they had a Z? That'd be alright on the that. on the logo. That's very street. I'm yeah. down. I'm down with the street. I'm down with these kids. I know. I know what they're doing. It's um, it's fleeky. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> that's no, how you that's use that not word. An adjective. That is how you that's use that word. That's not how that works. It's totally how you use it, man. It's fleeky, <laughs> baby. Oh god, it's fleeky. Totally yeet. Totally got my Yeezys on and I'm, <laughs> I'm kicking back in my Gucci mains. Are you all right? No. Nah. Are you having a breakdown? I'm having a breakdown. Speaking <laughs> of youth culture, what the fuck is with that horse song? You know, I heard this. I'm going to take my. I mean, I this, is, to, this is old as fuck. For I, li- people I listen to Radio podcast. 2. I don't know. What <laughs> right. So, Lil, Lil Nas. Is this like. Is dude. this like a little guy that w- is related to Nas in some I don't way? know. I don't know. Because Lil- Nas is one of the greatest rappers on earth. <laughs> well, he's called Lil, Lil, Lil Nas. Is, is Nas still Lil, alive? Lil Nas. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Lil Nas. He did this song with, with a country singer. Now, it sounds Weird. like, it, it's called The Old Town Road, and the chorus is, I'm going to take my horse down oh, the I've Old Town that. Road. Yeah, yeah, but that. it doesn't sound like that. It, def- it definitely sounds like hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my horse to the hotel room, yeah, that... ride till I can't no Ooh, more. That, like, oh, that okay. gives that song an entirely well, different context. Nice, sir. <laughs> um, but Wrangler? Jeans have just done a like dealership with him, like a sponsorship. Who the which fuck is... wears Wrangler jeans? <laughs> People into country. No, they were yeah. Levi's. Buddy. And they reckon they reckon this is the um, this is the Aerosmith Run DMC moment for country and but, trap. But that already happened no, with no, no, Aerosmith no. and Run DMC. You can't no, no, rewrite no, 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 so what, no, 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 no. You're not hearing what I'm saying. So, so that was that was the the, the two genres merging into one because yes. the Run DMC Aerosmith thing oh, is technically the beginning of rap, me- so now, rap rock and rap metal. Also, oh, they're responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you not know that? Yeah. I did. <laughs> um, so this is now so this, the merging this could of be country, country trap, or country hip hop. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, it's all gotten horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not a good. Scene. It's not a good time. It's not my. I scene. don't understand the Ute. Me either. No. Why do they all want to listen to fucking George Ezra? He sounds like a school oh, prefect. Him, I'll be honestly, right. Dude, Shotgun. Come on, guys. Don't run in the hallway. Him and Ed Sheeran. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I'm sick to death of those two. Yeah, man. Every like, time you turn on the radio, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. I, I will occasionally make the mistake of saying to like one of the kids that I teach. Oh, what what music do you want to learn? Some music? They're like, let's learn Ezra, Ezra, and I'm like, okay. So we put it on, and then I sit there and I go, right, hit the bass drum twice. Now hit the snare. 
there you go, you've launched it. <laughs> like, is it really that easy? I'm like, yeah, music nowadays isn't written for bands. And I see the light go out in their eyes, and I'm glad. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they want to play like electronic Damn, music, I and I'm enjoyed like, that. no, you dickheads. I was listening to a podcast today. Um, it's not like you. No, no, yeah. Uh, the Fighter and the Kid. You, you ever hear it? No. Brian Callen, uh, Brendan Sharp. Oh, cool. It's really good. I uh, know Brendan. Where do I know Brendan Sharp from? Ex-UFC fighter, now a comedian. Oh, okay. Good friend of Joe Rogan. Oh, all right, okay. Uh, hangs around with Theo Vaughn a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, forgot my point. <laughs> you were listening to The Fighter and the Kid. You were listening yeah. to the podcast. What was we talking about before? Um, that, making the light go out of the child's eyes. Something about <laughs> something about music. Uh, nah, I don't remember. I have to get to these things quick. Okay. It's just not happening. So we watched a film. Yes, we did. We watched. <laughs> oh, I didn't finish telling you. Well, wait, no, wait. I didn't finish telling you. So I'm helping my friend out doing some painting and decorating. Um, but real manly, manly man work. Wait, and it's, did uh, his two apprentices leave and do their own business? Yeah. Do they have qualifications? <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been doing like manly, manly man work. So it's been like, I'm still like drumming. I feel, I feel weird talking about doing anything that's not drumming because then people will be like, oh, is he stopped the drumming thing? And I was, I had a, I had a meeting with um, someone who's like a pro, pro fucking musician. Like I guess I'm I am, but he, but he gets like proper work. That's that's horrible to the people I work with. Sorry, uh, but yeah, you know he plays the West End and you know is in old prog bands and stuff, and it's fucking amazing. He's having the career I want, and and he was saying like you've got to be careful of like how you present yourself because if people think you're not fully committed to, to doing your craft, then potential, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Potential like clients might go, oh well, you're not. You know, if you're into that. Anyway, that's my business tip of the week. Uh, look like you're focusing on your craft. So we watched a film. To be fair, though, you have so many crafts, it must be quite difficult. <laughs> well, to it, it, yeah, I, well, that's it. That's it. I think it's kind of the power of ADHD. I can kind of be like, um, at my core, I'm a drummer. Like that's that's who I that's who I feel like I am. If you said if I had to be one thing, I'm a drummer, but also I'm a bit of a Saki Bellend. So the, you know, the comedy comes as a, like, you know, it's the tier below that comedy and writing. So you could be like the Adam Sandler of comedy drumming. I hope not. You could <laughs> sit behind the drums and just write a catchy, stupid song with shouting in it. Yeah, yeah, oh, I do. Yeah, I do that anyway. Excellent. Uh, I was in a band that did that for you a while. Keep that up and the next thing you know, you'll be making grown-ups and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Ooh. One of those is really good. The other and one's not, not so much. And the other one is grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, we watched a film. We watched a film. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Mike, take it away. Um, oh, you want the description, don't you? I was totally prepared for this. Prepare the music! Dun, 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 no, you're supposed dun, to... Dun, dun. That is not the music. That's the music. <laughs> the, mu the music you're supposed to be putting in is some kind of epic thing when I'm when I'm reading, like I did for you and like I did for Dan. I'll find the soundtrack it, to Spartacus. I, <laughs> I mean, try probably like it's supposed to kind of fit the theme of the film. It'll fit. Trust me. <laughs> It's 1944 and the Allies have invaded Nazi-held Europe. In Spain, a troop of soldiers are sent to a remote forest 
to flush out the rebels. They are led by Captain Vidal, a murdering sadist, and with him are his new wife Carmen and her daughter from a previous marriage, 11-year-old Ophelia. Ophelia witnesses her stepfather's sadistic brutality and is drawn into Pan's Labyrinth, a magical world of mythical beings. Disney. Brilliant. Thank you. You were shocked into silence. Shocked into silence. Done by... This the first. I can't believe we've we've barely mentioned this guy on this podcast. Del Toro. G- yeah. Guillermo. Guillermo. I'm not going to reply. That's why I said Del Toro. <laughs> GDT. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the first outing that we've seen from him on this podcast. It won't be the last because uh, I've got another one of his films. Fucking a. Up the spout. Right. So the first things first that we need to discuss because I've had I've had some backlash in my personal life when I've mentioned this film. It's not a horror film. Oh, it is a horror film. You goddamn right, it's a horror film. I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. <laughs> yeah, guys. it's a horror film. Well, someone gets their fucking of... smash, their face smashed in with a bottle. That, someone gets a that's Chelsea... rough too. Yeah. That yeah. that is rough. Um, it's it's genre bending because it's yeah. a lot of things. It's a gothic fairy tale. It's definitely a horror movie. Yeah. In my mind, and and I don't want to get into it too quickly. I. Don't think it's that. I think it's just. I think it's a um, psychological horror, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. But we'll get to that unless Chris bloody steals it because he's just <laughs> nodding in a way of going. I agree. <laughs> just made eye contact across the room. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So initial thought: Are we just going to go through? We're trying go scene by scene. That. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah. To. Okay. So obviously, the first thing we see um is is the is the, the cars pulling up well that's the first miss... thing we hear because it starts off with that beautifully creepy score mm. Mm. the score um, throughout this is phenomenal oh, it really is yeah it's like on on par with like disney films like just just beautifully crafted yeah i love it and there's a lot of there's a lot of allegory in in the music and especially in the visuals to um, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, for sure. Um, and there was another one. Uh, my, I didn't actually, I didn't spot it until my girlfriend said it. And now I've forgotten what she said, so I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll remember it later and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, definitely Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, with the um, with the captain always looking at his watch. Yeah. And saying, and the first thing that comes out of his mouth is 15 minutes late. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that's weird. Yeah. And then considering that that watch is broken. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nazis though. So he's not a Nazi. It, it, well, the it, it's Nazi occupied. Uh, it's not. It's phalangists. It's uh, Spanish Civil War. They're oh. not Nazis. They're a Spanish army. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I was wondering why the why the logos were different. The arrows thing. Yeah. I didn't know what that was. I mean, it's very. They're very similar. Yeah, yeah. But similar, yeah, not nice. Similar the uniforms. They all dress impeccably well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're all racist bastards. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we could go on about this, the visuals of this film for fucking, oh, fucking stunning. This, this film to me, visually, the visual journey that it takes us on is all about two things. Eyes, which there's some very obvious stuff, but there's also some quite subtle stuff as well. Yeah. And um, what's the word I'm looking for? Gateways. Yeah. Um, the, the the meeting of two planes. I don't know what that's called. There is a word for it, and I'll <laughs> and I'll kick myself for not remembering it. Uh, yeah. Well, that 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 point that that razor's edge. Uh, the, the point between two worlds. It's yeah. Like a parallelism. Yeah. Yeah, the juxtaposition is a good word, but it's not yeah. what I'm, I'm thinking of. So the first thing we see is you know this beautiful woodland, 
and then and then the cars are rolling through it and like it, it feels like it feels like occupation. Yeah, Do you know what does. I mean? Like you said, these new shiny black cars traveling through where it, they should be. With that opening shot, it really it puts you straight where he wants you to be. You mm. understand what's happening yeah. immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And they use polar comparisons. Yeah. Even with like you've got the immediate first scene where Ophelia's been uh, taken through the woods, and it's all bright colors and vibrant. Mm. And the music's really happy. Yeah. And everything's gentle, and then immediately. The soldiers and you've got like pounding hooves, yeah. and really violent music. So you've got the stuff. soft, bright yeah. forest against the dark metal. They do industrial... that a lot, and they follow yeah. the scenes on. So because yeah. both those shots are in the same place, they're just completely. And that is a that is a classic fantasy trope. Mm. Uh, the idea of like the woodlands and Mother Nature versus the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, essentially. Oh, hugely. Yeah, yeah you've only uh, got to look at Lord of the Rings. Well, that, that's it. Well, <laughs> Tolkien um, grew up in and around Birmingham, and 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 that was kind of a, a hub for the Industrial Revolution, and yeah. basically he based. Not to say that Birmingham is Mordor, <laughs> um, but but yeah, he kind of it, he he compared it to. Mm. Kind of, uh, to, be, to be fair with Tolkien, though, he kind of I don't know if lied is the right word, but he he contradicted himself a lot. Okay, so nobody really knows what he based anything on because some of the time he said he based it on his experiences during the war and then in other interviews he completely denied that and he went back on a lot of the things he said all the time it's really difficult to get any kind of especially now especially now <laughs> yeah he's, he's been quiet well, sometimes well difficult yeah um yeah it, it it's all about i hate that i can't remember what that's called it's a meeting of two planes and i cannot remember what it's called but it's about that <laughs> That threshold, the fucking ah, it's so annoying. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah. Um, and this is where we get our first inkling of of the theory that I have. Now, do we want to go into that, or do we want to talk about the film more before I just I just come out with my opinion? Uh, well, I don't want it to taint the entire the rest of the podcast. <laughs> well, I don't think it could because I really really feel like. You, we might all be on the same there, page. There are so yeah, many ways you can about. see this film. Okay, yeah. so. Ophelia goes and and she 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 puts the thing back in the hole. The eye. Yeah, yeah the eye again. Eyes. Yeah. Um, one eyes into two eyes. Once you have both eyes open, you see the world for what it is. Whatever. There's a lot of that going on. But she puts the eye in, and then she sees the bug, the and little, she goes, "Oh, it's a fairy." fairy. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. This is our first. This is the first time we have to suspend our disbelief. Mm. So we have a choice to make here as an audience. We can either. Follow with Ophelia and be like, oh wow, yeah, it's a it's a thing. I, you know, the whole thing's called Pan's Labyrinth, and if you've even seen like the DVD cover, you're like, oh, it's a mystical world. This is going to be about a mystical world. So we can carry on with that narrative, or we can go, this kid's fucking messed up. That's yeah. not a fairy, that's a bug. <laughs> but do you not feel like I don't think that that the film is really about that? I feel like the film is more about the rebels, because that's a, a you know. You watch a film and you think that's probably the B story, but yeah. it, I don't think it is the B story. It's more front and center for me, think, which I is actually the entire and the entire story is is about the old ways defeating the new regime. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you could look at it like that's reality and everything else. The whole fantasy side 
possibly in Ophelia's head. That's and she's that's just using that as an escape uh, yeah. from the you horrors. Have, you of... have a hundred percent hit on exactly what I was about yeah, to yeah. say. So the other option we can take is we think this kid's fucking crazy. She's lost her father. She's in the mid. She's she would have seen war. Yeah. Wherever they came from, they're from they're well, from not, the country. It's set in 1944. Yeah, so. so so they've seen they've seen the effects of World War Two, but also Spain is still going through the Civil War. Yeah. She would have seen death. She would have seen even if she's only seen it in the distance. She, she's witnessed that. Yeah, she's witnessed things that a child shouldn't witness. She's also experienced her father dying. And if I don't know if you know, lads, but I'm pretty knowledgeable in the fact in the realms of father death. <laughs> Don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot, cry cry. I believe your father was also a tailor. Oh my God, what? <laughs> no. Oh, oh. I took elements of a, a, a fear of womanhood in Ophelia. Yeah. Uh, well, she's constantly running away from adult situations, mm. almost from the start of the film. Mm. And, and, her, and her vision of womanhood comes from uh, Mercedes yeah. and... Yeah, which uh, was who are both a great abused. role model. Yeah. So she the, has a fear of that. She has a fear of yeah. The mis and, the miscarriage part of the uh, when she looks in the book could also be uh, a metaphor for her getting her first period as yeah. well. True. Yeah. Yeah. But um, all of she the, instantly like is terrified of it. True. All of the horror and violence she would have seen would also have been from adults. Yeah. So that's probably why she's yeah. Yeah. pulling uh, away. She shows uh, again pop psychology. So like, don't don't fucking. Email me. <laughs> Don't at me for advice, but I know a little bit. She shows all the signs of of, of, a, of a traumatized child. No. She's heavily into escapism. She clutches those books. Uh, you know, she offers the wrong hand to the yeah. to the to the captain. Yeah. She knows that that's the, the wrong thing, but she's holding she's holding her books in her strong her strong arm, yeah. as it were. Um, and she, she, you know, she's constantly making things up. She's terrified of adults. All of this is like ticking boxes for, for a traumatized child, constantly wandering off, going and getting like, even, even stuff like going back to nature, getting dirty and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Traumatized kids do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, way more than, than a civilized child. I'm using air quotes. <laughs> you can't see that. My lovely chocolate hand. Um, but yeah, way more than a civilized child would. So I think we're all on the same page then. Yeah, that we think we think it could be in in all in her head. There are massive religious undertones all the way mm. through it. I mean, yeah, there's loads, there's loads to it. Yeah. yeah, there's loads of hidden messages. Well, that's that's there. the thing. That that's the thing. Um, there are lots of eyes in the film, and there's a. I think I've probably even mentioned this on on this podcast before. There's there's a very there's a there's a very big horror trope or, or movie trope in general. The eyes are the window to the soul. Um, yeah, I did for the oh, what was it with the the one with the werewolf transformation that we did, the eighties one with the vampire. The guy next door is the vampire. Oh, uh, Fright, Night. Fright Night. Fright Night. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mentioned that like you can see in his eyes, yeah. the eyes suddenly change. Um, yeah. So I think I think in this film we see lots of eyes that are constantly watching. There's a scene that I noticed it really a really like obs obtuse one where she goes out with the lamp and the lamp. It's got two holes, as is as opposed to one. Oh, okay. So either a lamp would have one hole, or it'd have many holes. So either you're lighting forward, or you're lighting all the way around. It wouldn't have two holes. It's weird that it would have two holes. Yeah. Now I don't know enough about the history of the period, so maybe that is a thing. It was a signalling lamp, but it, to me that just looks like two eyes. And she'd just been talking to the fawn, who had two glowing eyes, and I was like. Oh, is this like an allegory for either the state is always watching, yeah. or the old ways are always watching? Um, and it is always about that the film feels a lot like um, 
it deals with kind of the idea of, of surveillance. Everyone's watching everyone, is watching everyone, is watching everyone. And people keep having these moments where suddenly they're, for want of a better expression, naked. You can see they're naked in tents. So Ophelia sees Mercedes take the antibiotics from the doctor and then she sees her do it and then she, Ophelia sees that she sees her do it and yeah. then they have this moment. And there's a couple of a couple of moments like that where people see things they shouldn't see and then they're met with a choice. Yeah. And it almost feels like uh, Guillermo... Guillermo, that's that's fine. I think I've heard people pronounce it like that. Is saying to us as an audience, like you have a choice too. So you you can either see the things that you think you've seen, so Pan and his world and all the rest of it, or you can see the world for what it is, yeah. and um, and kind of take it like that. Fight me. When do we turn into a book club? This is brilliant. <laughs> 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 I'd have loved to have known what Dan thought of this. Genuinely, would have loved to know what Dan thought of this. Yeah. If he, if he... I think he's seen it. I'm not sure. There's always squiggly lines at the bottom. I just couldn't get it, guys. <laughs> It's like when I watch Lord of the Rings, it just fast-forwarded <laughs> through all the elf shit. <laughs> I mean, there are all sorts. I mean, they reference so many things. I mean, there's a there's a, a direct uh, quote from a priest, a Holy Communion, that was given to political uh, prisoners in the Spanish Civil War during the torture speech. So when, he, when they capture the guy, oh, and I like they torture that. him. He yeah. said, remember, my sons, you should confess what you know, because God doesn't care what happens to your bodies. He's already saved your souls. Yeah. And it's a quote. Uh, from the Spanish Civil War, from a from a, a, a Holy Communion. Wow. So yeah, there's a lot of that stuff in there. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Catholic undertones all the way through it. The yeah. Bell man has massive Catholic undertones, um, like his preference for eating children rather than the feast in front of him. Yeah. Or similarly biting off the heads of the fairies. I felt I felt fucking awful them. when he did that. That's a symbolism for dis- yeah. destroying childhood like yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So which is exactly how Ophelia would have seen the captain anyway. Yeah. So there are a bit a lot of parallels. Also, and the pale man. Can we just talk about the imagery surrounding oh, the captain? It's amazing. Oh, yeah. just the whole. Cap- yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck yeah. me. We could we could go on for another hour. But <laughs> the captain, it's so fucking clever. His big, his main study. He's like, he's trying to fix this this what, or he's fixing this he's watch. Cleaning or what, it, yeah, he's cleaning it, yeah. it right. But behind him are the cogs of what I imagine is like a windmill. Yeah. It doesn't make it doesn't actually make sense. The way the cogs are placed. Especially as they're not at a windmill. So he, yeah, so he literally looks like a water mill or some, mm. something like that. It, he literally, the, the information presented on screen is like, he's a cog in the machine and he doesn't realise it. Mm. Because he's in a position of power, he's watching smaller cogs turn yeah. and he thinks he's the one in control, but he's not. And and he is constantly deferring control. So in the scene where he um, he's called to go and investigate the farmers, yeah. right? They're, they're out there catching rabbits. And he's like, he kills them both, then searches the bag harder, yeah. finds the two rabbits. But then he has to go at his men. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. He constantly defers responsibility and control. Yeah. He's always he always he's telling the doctor, Oh, if someone has to live, then then you save you save my son. Yeah. And it's like he doesn't understand that he's a cog. And then just before he kills the doctor, the doctor says to him, um, um, to blindly follow. Uh, why would I do that? That's for yeah. you and your kind, or yeah. so, something similar. Yeah. He's similar a brave that. motherfucker. That <laughs> yeah, doctor. that doctor's amazing. Um, and yeah, it just feels like he doesn't understand that he's against these machinations. And Ophelia seems to be the only person who, who kicks against the forces which are pulling her in either direction. She defies the captain. She defies Pan, and 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 unfortunately, she is brought to ruin. But there is a hope in that her brother is going to be given a second chance. Yeah. 
which, uh, with the rebels. Yeah, yeah which you know, you'll know. She says, she says to the captain, like, you're, he will never know your name. You will not even be a memory or something. Yeah, something that's similar. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah he will never know your name. I yeah. wondered if the design of the room was supposed to be him inside his own watch because of the cogs and things. Oh, uh-huh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, like his yeah. safe place because is. his watch is failing, and so is he. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. And he's like a that. broken cog. But that's actually that watch is the one thing that gives him even the slightest bit of humanity because yeah. it's his father's watch and. Like he smashes it at the time he died, and that's the like it keeps him close to his. Yeah. See, actually, that's a that's a running theme now. I think about it, his father and son, because he's obviously got the memory of his father with his watch, and then you've got his unborn son, who somehow he knows is a son. It's, it's weird, but he he describes her as sick with baby. Did anyone else yeah. get that? What a strange way to put it. No, no, 100% would yeah. call a woman sick with baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very strange. Yeah. Actually, I felt like um, that mother, uh, Carmen, I felt like she was m- maybe the one weak link in this film. Yeah. Uh, a, her character was quite pathetic. And B, I think her, as an actress, was slightly below almost everyone else in the film. Okay. What makes you say that? I don't know, really. <laughs> I can't. I just put... hate women. <laughs> oh, you've got to stop. You've I can't. Stop. I can't put my finger on any one thing. Yeah, but I just don't think she was. I have a thing with weakness in people. Yeah, it literally repulses me. Same. And she is so pathetic <laughs> and so weak. Yeah, like she barely stands up for her daughter. Really. Yeah. She's. She's. Almost on his side. Oh, he wants you to I mean, come she's, to this banquet and wear this dress. She and... is like heavily medicated for most of that. Yeah, scene. but not on the way there. But even on the way there in the car, she's yeah. saying to her, "I want you to call him daddy." Yeah. Oh, you know, father. Yeah, not father. Daddy. That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that straight. Into an yeah. <laughs> this is the Pornhub version I watched. <laughs> Yeah, but she's even then she's telling her you must basically be his bitch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Same reason I hate Wendy Torrance in The Shining. It's just that <laughs> weakness just yeah. radiating. It's annoying. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't think it might just be because I hate the character so much. But the I don't think the actress was as good as the other people in the film, mm-hmm. including that that girl Ophelia. Dude. I can't remember her name because it's Spanish. It is. But she, she, she no, 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 Ophelia. Oh. She, she's fucking great. She yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, really good. Very rare that you get a really good child actor. Yeah, for that she was, she was spot. There on. was something else we watched recently where the child actor was great. What was it? Oh, uh, oh bollocks! Yeah, I can't think. It was something. So it was, uh, we was all let us know. Yeah, let us know something we've already Tell said. Tell us what we watched. Tell us what we've seen. Yeah, but somebody else was really, really good. I can't remember. Yeah. No, but yeah, she she was she was brilliant. Well, as everyone. Yeah. Is in Del Toro films. Yeah, yeah the Power Man upsets me. Doug Jones, man. I think it's his legs. Suru, that's Suru. I know. Yeah. yeah. God forbid. I love him. Again, I... massive parallel with Vidal. His scene. I think that the scene with uh, Ophelia and the Pale Man, where he's, yeah. he's sitting at the head of a table in absolute yeah. power, is followed by an immediate Vidal scene sitting at a table yeah. With, yeah. Uh, with ultimate power. You know, oh, mate, that, that scene makes me feel sick. Not The, the Pale Man yeah. weirds me out anyway. 
But the scene where they're all at the banquet, yeah, and then he's like, "These are the new ration cards," yeah. and then one, and then the priest is like, "Oh, one per family," and then he's like, "I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll be fine," yeah. while helping himself to like yeah. more. I'm yeah, like, yeah, fucking yeah. gluttons, yeah. man. But he's just a scumbag, isn't he? Yeah. Because that's that's the whole bit about the father and the watch as well, where the um, the old man he was saying where he served with his father, he was saying about how he smashed the watch at the time of his death, so he had to tell his son, so his son would always know what time he died. But then he was like, no, my father never owned a watch. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, well even that weird, scene. Weird well, it, it's because he's so again denying. Yeah. Respo- denying his place in the world. Yeah. He, and but also he does that would show weakness. Yeah. It? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they parallel that that the. The dinner scene there, they parallel with the toad, with the message of the toad in the tree. It's exactly, it's just like a, a symbolism with the Spanish upper classes killing off the lower classes with their gluttony. Um, and it's exactly the same, like the, the toad is ultimately living inside, it's devouring the tree from the entire, it's killing the tree yeah. by its own gluttony. Or the other version of that is, 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 is the toad a representation of Ophelia's baby brother? Like the tree looks a lot like a uterus, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the tree is slowly being killed by the person living. Within it, so there's, yeah. another, there's another massive. What parallel. was does she? I never understand this point. This part of the film, she just feeds it another pea bug, and then it dies. No, the three rocks. Three rocks. Oh, is it she rocks? Because yeah. uh, the fawn gives her the rocks yeah. to feed, so the, so it throws well, up. Fucking, of course he does. Yeah. He didn't just throw up though. <laughs> no, <laughs> his entire innards <laughs> come out. But, they didn't, but the way they do that as well, they parallel that with childbirth. They, yeah. it, made, it looks yeah, like yeah. it comes out. It's center like yeah. fucking flawless CGI yeah. too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Lo- I mean, loads. I mean, the story of the rose I love as well. So like, obviously, like the Ophelia's tale about yeah. the rose on the hilltop. Obviously, roses in in modern Western culture. You know, they're a symbol of beauty. Focused on petals to denote love and friendship and youth. Disregarding the thorns, etc., but not obviously not Ophelia's rose. Hers is a symbol of her femininity and a journey into adulthood. Uh, Ophelia's rose, it's Mike's <laughs> yeah. next demo album. It's fraught with pain and fear. Um, she doesn't want to be an adult, um, having seen the lives of Carmen and Mercedes, and the thorns mm. are doing like a double duty. Yeah. So they represent the changes in her body from puberty and yeah. the men she's seen. Um, and as a result, Ophelia never actually makes the journey. She's continually running away from adulthood. And it's sort of this lie free realm. Like pain and life for you, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, well, really yeah, that's that's actually a good. I love, I love that line where it says about the underworld because the whole time you're kind of thinking the underworld, devil, you know, yeah. evil underworld. But like they say, like an underworld, underground kingdom devoid of lies and pain. Yeah, I really like that. But Thorn himself is never. You're never entirely sure how trustworthy he actually. It, yeah, is. precisely. Yeah. Because obviously the way he looks and everything, you yeah. think devil, like yeah. that's your first yeah. horns, half god. Yeah. And they've actually changed it. I mean, the mythology behind this film changes depending, because there's a Spanish version of it that was a, a, came out first. It was called something, I can't remember what it was called. I've got it written down. Where has it gone? Uh, El Labyrinto del Forno, which is a reference to the Roman mythology for Thorn. But uh, in the English, German and French titles, this is referring to the Greek deity Pan. Yeah. So they changed the mythology. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it is weird because he never says Pan. No, he never, <laughs> never. Like, I'm yeah. a fawn. <laughs> and in fact, his name, that. his character name is written oh, as the line, the line, Witch in the Wardrobe, that's what my missus said. I just oh, remembered. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she said, like, uh, the first thing that um, Lucy meets is Mr. Tumnus, yeah. who's a fawn. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of stuff about growing up. True. Uh, and, or never growing up, or, you know, growing up in a mystical land. Away and from or, again, portals. Royalty. Portals, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, yeah, shit, she's at the nail on the head there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was yeah. a lot of there was a lot of allegory for that. Um, she kept pointing out, being like, "Oh, this is like this, and this is like this." Yeah. Um, the scene apparently there's some scenes in the movie that are very similar, like the way that Ophelia gets left by the um, by the fan is the way that Lucy gets left yeah. when she's in the village on her own or some bullshit. I don't remember. The I film. don't know well enough. Yeah, I, don't. I, I read the book when I was eight. Yeah, so apparently, the, apparently the film's pretty good. Um, yeah, the, the sort of it's old now, but the newest of those because mm. it goes that they try. I think they tried to make it into this whole. It was kids' Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thing about Prince. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a sting point. Yeah. <laughs> it's also they also uh, dwell quite a lot on sort of fear of the unknown, but more uh, sort of the betrayal of the unknown, especially with the use of keys. So there are key, two keys handed out in this film, mm. uh, one to Ophelia and one to Pedro, and each key opens a locked door, and each case it leads to a betrayal. Um, Ophelia's leads to the blade that the form wishes to use to kill her brother, the storeroom, kill get, the storeroom key gets many rebels killed, and it also diverts soldiers from Ophelia's true allegiance as well. Oh, so fuck me, how stupid was that? Yeah. Those rebels went to all that trouble to crash a train as a diversion, <laughs> then went and opened the fucking storeroom with a key. The one key that the fucking maid had. <laughs> Could have just used chalk. Yeah, absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It was stupid. Because what they could have done is emptied the storeroom and then blown up. Yeah, well, they could have just smashed the fucking lock off, couldn't they? And made it look like a break in. Yeah. Then it would have never led back to her. Mm hmm. But then again, she wouldn't have had a full journey then, would she? So. Yeah, there is that. And it wouldn't have led to her fucking that guy up. Why does she, um, why does Ophelia not go for the middle lock? Because the book tells her to go for the middle lock. And I've never understood that. Because yeah. mm, she goes, yeah. not that one, that one. And then goes for a different one. And I never understood why she does no. that. Because the book tells her to do... But she does some stupid things throughout the book. Like yeah. she eats the food when she's specifically told yeah. not to. The only the only thing I can I can say in her defence for that, and it's a weak ass defence, is she went to bed with no supper that night. Mm. Uh, does do funny things, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I have found myself in a McDonald's drive thru at three AM. You know when you've you've ordered that pizza and between ordering and uh, it arriving, arriving you're, you're like, in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going, I didn't want that. Yeah, what can I eat? That literally happened to me. <laughs> that literally happened to me, right? That literally happened to me yesterday. I was like, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a, a bit of a, a diet, right? It's the past like four or five days. I've been trying to watch a little bit what I eat because I've got mirror a mirrored um wardrobe. So I got up um last week and just caught a side profile of myself and went, <laughs> Oh god no. But <laughs> Cheers Pizza sent me a text. <laughs> Those Hit the jackpot. The best pizza deal in town. Spend fourteen ninety nine. We're not sponsored by Cheers Pizza. Other pizza is available. We're open to it. Both. Spend four. Yeah, one hundred percent. Spend fourteen ninety nine. Get an eighteen inch pizza. Already deal city. And have free garlic bread, free bottle Pepsi, free donuts, free dips, free onion rings. Cool cheers pizza. All for fourteen ninety nine. All for fourteen ninety nine. Mother, Fuck right? Up. Yeah. <laughs> so I rang them up and I'm like, "Can you do half and half?" Because the missus is veggie, uh, and they're like, 
yeah, we do half and half. It costs you a pound. I'm like, that's fine. It's still fifteen ninety nine. It's not a problem. I mean, I I'll like, pay you... you a pound to do nothing. <laughs> can, yeah, can you do? <laughs> can you do stuff? Can you do stuff crust? Um, and they're like, uh, yeah, we can do stuff crust. So in all in all, all of that cost me just under twenty quid. Damn. But then I ordered it, and then was like, I could have just got a snack from the fridge. Yeah, I wouldn't have just done that. It wouldn't have done the same thing though. No, it is. I'm still eating the pizza. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All that lot, that'll be good for lunch and dinner tomorrow yeah, as well. Absolutely, yeah. But therein lies the trap. Yeah. So that's pizza two days running for three meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've, we've all done it. We've all done it. But then, you know, some of us hit the gym the next day. And... <laughs> uh, yeah. Or I sit in my pants playing video I mean, do a career as a Which drummer. is also a valid life choice. <laughs> but yeah, why the fuck she picked those massive, massive grapes? I don't know. Uh, of all that food, yeah. yeah. I mean, grapes are good. Grapes are good. Grapes are good. But they're not going to stop you being hungry. Yeah. That scene, that scene where she's drawing the, the trap door yeah. is so fucking tense. It's great as well. I love that whole idea. I love the whole idea of uh, being able to draw the fucking portal. Yeah. That's so good. But the fact that he has to, like when he was running, not running, but doing his best attempt at a run, he has to put his arm forward like that. That's so creepy. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh. I'd actually watch a spin-off with just the pale man. Doing what? Laundry? Yeah, no, just being creepy as fuck and no, creeping people out. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. No. Would have beat the shit out of the Slender Man. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, dog shit. <laughs> I've not seen it. Don't bother. I watched Marble Hornets and I was like, that's enough Slenderman oh. for me. You don't see Marble Hornets? No. I'm, it's, a, it's a YouTube series, so I don't know whether it counts. But uh, I might pick that as a film at some point. But it's it's good. It's like it's found footage, but it's about Slenderman. Oh, I love found footage. But Big found footage fan. Excellent, yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Anyway, this film is fucking incredible. And y'all need to watch it immediately. Well, not immediately. Finish the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, was there anything else that anyone else wanted to add? I feel like like you could keep picking out the, the phrase "every frame a painting" comes to mind because there are a few films. Kubrick's one of them, obviously. Fuck you, Dan. Um, <laughs> but this film, like every frame of this film, you just you could just I'm sure you could be like, oh look, there's a there's a link back to that scene, or yeah. there's a there's an idea for this and this and this. And the first time the first time I saw the film, I was like. I thought, oh, it could all be in her head, but the mandrake route was the thing that yeah. pulled me back. But then obviously, now that I'm older, <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, no, she's she's clearly gone mad. We've been invaded by a cat. Why does it always move when you go to take a picture? He knows. Who is he? Uh, next door but one's cat. Okay. He sits at the window and meows. Have you ever seen Pan's Labyrinth? <laughs> do you have an opinion? Do you have an opinion? Cats are so obnoxious. I love them. Do you have an opinion? <laughs> tenuous. <laughs> Tell you what's not tenuous though. A deep dive into the Amazon jungle. <laughs> Let's see what shit heels had to say about this film. I should have brought my bongos down. You could have had a little. <laughs> there we go. Here's a, here's a one starer. Dan Usher, 69 said. <laughs> Couldn't read any of it. <laughs> Diabolical, a film with an identity crisis. 
What? Absolutely dreadful film. It's like two different stories, neither of which is compelling. Well, no, that's exactly what no, it is. And there is no link between them. Definitely my list of no worst films ever them. seen. Worst films ever seen? Oh, come on. You've not seen Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, it's there's, Slender Man. there's a lot of them, don't watch. Don't watch fucking uh, Bye Bye, Bye, Bye Man. Man. <laughs> I like this one. Robert. Roberto, 56. Unwatchable. I love it when I people say that. that. I love it when people say unwatchable. Like they've turned it on and gone, ah, ah, and they're just like they're just like struggling. It's just struggling. that's that's Dan's review <laughs> right there. Or some, it's it's Dan called one star online. It just literally says, "I did not like." <laughs> <laughs> is Dan? Is what is Dan doing right now? Where is Dan? Oh, he's away with work. Yeah. Yeah, but where is he right did now? Did he say Coventry? I think he's in Coventry. Can we just <laughs> ring him? Yeah. Can we just ring him and ask him what the what he thought? Hold on a minute. Did the same guy came back and do more? This is a good movie that I can't watch it. Won't let me download it. It's streaming is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> let's ring. Uh, let's ring Dan on the podcast. <laughs> then, he, then he can be. Uh... No proper subtitles. Is it possible to put it in the bin? <laughs> hey Dan, how are you? You're live on the podcast. Hi Dan. Hi Dan. <laughs> hey. Um, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We say that bit, mate. Oh. Yeah, it's not a surprise that you're on the phone because we rang you. That's how phones work. If if someone else had picked up, that would be a surprise. <laughs> how's uh how's how's coventry busy mate oh, i'm shattered uh, yeah yeah it's been, good. it's been good you've seen all them trains though you've written all down haven't you? your dinner looked fucking good what, what did he what did he oh, oh mate it's curry wasn't it the indian that was epic it looked it looked amazing <laughs> seriously like we were, we were supposed to go to um one place and it was miles away and we couldn't get there it was like it's next to the nearest one we get to um, and then we wandered into this place, and it was just like this hidden gem of amazingness. Expensive, but you know. It looked it looked there. expensive actually. Well, you know when the food's laid out like that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the menu's uh, just got a no sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of money. If you have to ask how much it is, <laughs> don't come in. <laughs> Pleasant surprise. <laughs> so um. I was gonna um try and FaceTime you. Do the same thing, so we must have had. Some oh, <laughs> weird. Were you going to do that about an hour when you start your nightly wank, though? <laughs> no, after my nap. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. After when you felt a little bit more relaxed. So, uh, so, so, Dan, we need to know what did you yeah. think of the film? Um, I, I hadn't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you have you not seen it at all? No, I've, I've got the um, I bought the special edition Blu-ray. Oh, nice. So I was, yeah, interesting to see, but I was going to watch that when I got back. Ah, sweet. Well, I didn't expect to actually end up speaking to <laughs> 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 Alright, well, you can, you, can update, you can update everyone in the next episode, then. I'd be happy to. I'm so looking forward to not giving Rob, like, I'm really looking forward to it, but... Alright. Yeah. Excellent. Alright, man, well, we'll look, have, a, have a good have a good wank, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon. We all miss you very much. Yeah, have fun. I, I want to say, I want to know what you guys thought, but I'm just tuned. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> yeah. can, just like everyone else. <laughs> Man, I'll respect you guys. I right, yeah, love you. Bye. Yeah, Later, dude. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Lying through his fucking teeth. <laughs> there you go. That was, that was Dan having not seen the film. <laughs>
<laughs> but we're, we're getting... He's scared of it. He's run all the way to commentary. <laughs> Yo. Hello? That was weird. He rang back. <laughs> they just rang off. Just right. to listen. <laughs> that was really strange. Uh, he ran all the way off to Coventry for that. Yeah. He's scared of it. He can't read. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll get his idea when he comes back. Yeah, that would be that would be good. A uh, a post a post post a post wank watch a, a of Dan's post wank watch. Pan's labyrinth. <laughs> you know, like you know, Dan's a, labyrinth. You know, there's a, you know, there's a trend. You know, there's a trend in podcasts. It's like, oh, they're going to talk about history, but they're drunk. Oh, they're going to solve crimes, but they're drunk. No. <laughs> After Horror Presents, post-wank watch. <laughs> what we do is... Well, I've been doing that every episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have a... Uh, <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> he, that's what... It's just a picture of his burger. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a big <laughs> Holy burger. fuck. Jesus. Well, great. Um, <laughs> wank. Uh, what we should do is go off into separate rooms... We'll have to go... Do we have to? Could we not just do it here? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm comfortable. <laughs> you guys you comfortable. You would be. You're packing an anaconda. <laughs> I've got a mouse's ear. Um, and then we just review films where we're just like, oh, do you know what? Like, it's it's fine. Oh, we could just push the envelope that bit further and review it while we're having a wank. Didn't we have this conversation before? Someone was going to go under the table... And then we, you were going to lose if you got thought. Yes. If you got found out. That was the game show. Like this gosh. one, we could we could all just do a circle joke. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it now. <laughs> now. Now. Christ, it's fucking now. Right, you're going to have to give me half an hour to get it, to get it ready. <laughs> I might need longer than that, to be fair. <laughs> just to get it unfurled. Yeah. Well, no. Just... <laughs> it doesn't take long oh. to unfurl an inch and a half. Oh, three white guys on a podcast talking about dicks. Always, Who'd have thought it? Always turns into dicks, don't it? Every fucking episode. Dicks, Men. dicks and fucking beards every time. <laughs> fucking I'm crazy. so sorry to the women who, who, who go, I really want to hear what these guys have got to say, but I really hope they don't fall into the juvenile practice of talking about their penises. <laughs> and every fucking week, we let you down. We're sorry. We should I, get a girl on this podcast. We one should, time. yeah, we should, yeah. Like a guest, guest get a girl, uh, get a girl, but brief her and say you need to make loads of dick jokes <laughs> <laughs> to the point where we're all like so uncomfortable. Like, yes, Janet, that's great. We're actually talking about the film. She's like, yeah, she's going everywhere. We're like, Janet, please, please. We're trying to, did you watch? Did you watch the film? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, get it watched. Yeah, I'll definitely get it watched. It's a fucking yeah, Stone Cold sure. classic. Brilliant. Get yeah. it fucking watched. I bet there's loads we missed out. If, if there's anything that if there's anything that you think uh, that we've missed out, then please, you know, comment on one of our social media posts. Every time we put out the podcast, the next day, usually the next day, we put out a um, a discussion thread. Uh, so that goes across all three platforms: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you had an opinion about the film then please, please, please tell us because usually at least one of us will be monitoring those feeds and, and if not, then I, I at least check kind of the day after so I can kind of 
l- late into the day. And uh, to be fair, back. I'm a bit of a loser and I monitor it all day. So actually, nine <laughs> times out of ten, when you comment on our social media, it's me. That yeah, it's normally <laughs> it is normally Paul. It's, it's never me. Paul gave me the uh, the the thing for it, the the login details for the for all of it, and I went, yep. And have not touched it since. Um, but if you do want to comment before that or comment on discussion for us, if you want to find us on any social media, uh, you can find um, us on Instagram at After Horror Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at After Horror. And you can find us on Facebook at After Horror Podcast. Or if you want to message us um, via the um, old tradition of email, um, this can be for anything. You just want to send us some nice stuff. Uh, you want to give us free movies. You want us to do your movie. You want to tell one. us we're fucking awesome. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I might have a friend's movie that we can do soon, actually. Uh, I'm talking to him at the minute. And then there's another movie that I'm involved in, but I can't say anything yet. I'll tell you guys off, off camera. Um, but yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, if it goes through, which it might not be, this might be the only time I ever mention it. Um, but yeah, if you want a, a business inquiries, we you can we can sponsor an episode if you think this is worth uh, some money. Uh, then uh, then get in touch with us on the email, which is at afterhorrorpod at outlook dot com. Excellent stuff. Um, whose turn is it this time? It's Chris's turn. Is it? Me. Oh wow! I'm yeah. trying to pick something bleak and terribly I know, disturbing. I know. I've practically had to apologise for the last two, haven't I? Possum and no, the changeling. No, possum is fucking great. Awesome. I still think I about possum. possum. Yeah. Every time someone brings it up. Absolutely. So, for like a day. <laughs> so this time I'm going to let's, let's go the other way. Let's go for a good old bit of a gore fest, a remake, and some really good kills. So we do the 1988 remake of The Blob. Woo! Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I've never seen this, so it's good. No, no, it's me really neither. Me. Excellent. Cool. I've it's rather Cronenberg-esque. Oh, excellent. Yeah. We should watch a Cronenberg. Oh, no. If anyone ever suggests Videodrome, I'm fucking vetoing that. Why? <laughs> Have you ever seen Videodrome? No, no. Oh. No, I want to. <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh, that's horrific. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, uh, he's been Paul. I have. He's been Chris. And he's been Mike. Uh, And the real horror is um, just the existential dread that entropy is the only constant and one day we will all perish. Oh, and spiders. I don't mind spiders. I like spiders. All right. I'm on my own then. (laughs) I like all insects. I do not like snakes. Whereas I like snakes. Yeah, weird, eh? We could do the Temple of Doom together. Yes, hand in hand. Yes, we could. Holding hands. Well, as I like to call it, the Temple of Boom. Temple of... Great album. Dudes. <laughs> Temple of Temple Boom. Of... Temple of Doom. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. bye. bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.